0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Welcome to the Cow Corner podcast with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League son, Andy Harrison, the loyal one. Joss Elliott and the king of the transfers Jamie Martindale for your latest dose of all things Shropshire cricket and welcome back to another episode of the cow corner podcast and once again we are meeting on zoom and hopefully it's the last month where we'll have to meet like this for a long while as you may have noticed already we're changing things up this year and we're doing individual preseason previews for every division from the Premier Division to Division 3. But fear not, the Extra Show will be doing their own preview in the more traditional way. You can connect to the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtag CalCorner and Cal Corner SCCCL to interact with us or at tag Corner Pod on Twitter and at tag Corner Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can listen to the podcast, as you probably already know, on Apple Podcast, SoundCloud and Spotify. Anyway, a new format means we're joined by some new guests. But first of all, I'm joined again by my good friend, Mr. Loyal, Joss Elliott. How are you, mate?
2: I'm very good, thanks, James. How are you? I'm yeah. buzzing, buzzing. The season's nearly upon us. <laughs>
1: very, yeah, very much looking forward to it. Uh, our first, our first friendly tomorrow as well. It's potentially going to snow, which could be interesting. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, I was scoring today for a friendly against Kund uh, against Sentinel, which is a good game, actually, really. Played in good spirit, but the temperature was bitter. Mm. Not, not, not pleasant in that respect, but great to be watching some cricket. I'm really looking forward to playing tomorrow. Uh, mm. Got about eight layers packed, I think, so, yeah, should be good. Should be good. It's, yeah. just, it's yeah. a good time of year with the cricket season ahead of you. Summer coming. <laughs> go it. It's great
1: yeah invested in hand warmers i have for the for the first (laughs) for this first weekend but anyway joss uh, we
2: can't use change rooms but apparently we can build an igloo to use as a change (laughs) room
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's, it's yes <laughs> i'm looking, really looking forward to it mate. It's, but not the cold i think it's yeah learning remembering now to hold a cricket bat and to try and hit the ball next week and well i would say throw but everyone knows i can't throw anyway so it doesn't make any difference there or catch before anyone else says it but yeah anyway i'm really excited for this pod mate and we are start well we're joined by a stellar group of guests so why don't you introduce who we've got on tonight joss
2: yeah great so i'm really looking forward to having a chat with her uh, we've got from Saint George's seconds, their skipper Matty Conniff, and from Chelmarsh, Connor Glendinning. So welcome, boys! Great to see you. Oh yeah. I
3: oh, yeah. Good Thanks to far, be man. on finally. Good to be on finally, and not just listening.
1: <laughs> it's nice to have a voice to the to the name as well, Connor. Because I mean, you, you have got mentioned. I think Matt's Matt, Matthew, Matt's got mentioned a couple times as well, especially, especially mainly in the earlier ones, wasn't it, Josh? When we <laughs> were when we were Reserve Division One.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and Connor's probably one of our most spoken of cricketers on the podcast, I think. So, yeah, I've never met you before. So, great to meet you, Connor. Mm-hmm.
3: I look yeah, to nice to meet you now. too. I do get some uh, some stick for that in the changing room. So, <laughs> it's nice to finally be able to defend this half. Well, sure Match
2: rather, rather famously for me. I played against St. George's a few years ago. I left my kit in their changing rooms. And yeah, I've never seen anybody room. do that. I've never seen
4: anybody leave the kit the entire, before.
2: The entire whole kit. <laughs> Not you just an item the the of kit, know. that whole kit. Met up me and choose
1: me and dropped off She's very good of Indeed. Right, so we were going to have a couple more, but uh, unfortunately, last minute dropouts and all of that. But anyway, it's shaping up to be a really great show. So let's get on with it. Here's what's to come on episode 32 of the Cow Corner podcast, the big Division 2 pre-season preview. Coming up on episode 32 of the Cow Corner podcast, the big Shropshire County Cricket League Division 2 Preseason preview. We look at the latest cricket news... And chats about the latest guidelines. We then go on to preview every team in the Shropshire Canter Cricket League Division 2. Looking at their previous seasons, how they've done and predicting how they'll do this season. Looking at who are the ones to watch and who are the big star players who we need to look out for this season. All this and much, much more on another Bamper episode of the Cal Corner Podcast. So, the season's nearly upon us again. Cricket Nets has started back up last week and it looks like a full season is ahead of us. The ECB brought out its guidance slash roadmap to return to cricket and no surprises to see not much has changed from last year. But the main focus is on Welsh clubs. Uh, It seems that none of the Welsh teams are going to be able to play their first game. So, any major thoughts, guys, on any of these topics in general? Did you think that we'd start on time?
2: I'm absolutely delighted uh, the way it's out that we are having a full season excuse me um non-localized they've stuck to the league structure we had in 2019 so i'm absolutely delighted about that um and once again I, I, i'll say what a grand job i think the the committee have done and get getting the game on really it's great um as you mentioned briefly then about the welsh issue that that that's a real frustration for me but i think we'll talk about that in more detail mm. in a bit but um yeah, I'm delighted that we're starting on time and to the usual structure. It's great news to me. Matt?
4: Yeah, it was always uh, fingers crossed for me. I, I'm, I'm definitely the optimist when it comes to cricket. I'm one of those fools that'll be out there with a sopper when it's... Uh, when well, we've had the rain out there. So I was always just hoping that we'd be able to get started on time. and uh, Now, fair play to the league. The league have been... you know, They were good last year, weren't they, as well? we getting all the fixtures sorted and splitting the leagues out and just getting us any sort of cricket. So yeah it was uh, great to hear when we had this roadmap and we could see that sport was going to be allowed but like you say the Welsh teams that's going to be a frustration for a few clubs I think
1: yes hopefully um, not for too long though. I mean your first team are affected by it as well, aren't they really because it's not necessarily just the Welsh sides but also the teams that are playing them.
4: Yeah, I think we were um, I think there's discussions happening today about the fixture being moved over to Telford so Chirk would still be acting as hosts, if you like, um, but yeah, we'll uh, hopefully still be able to get a game on. It just feels really quite weird that you can they can send 11 people across to England <laughs> to play cricket, but you can't go over to Wales to play cricket.
2: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so right, Matt, I absolutely. Agree. It's, I mean,
4: it's, it's making Boris's rules look relatively normal, so <laughs> quite well <yeah>. thought out.
2: <laughs> it's a bit insane, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're the same at Albury obviously. Our first are meant to be hosting Beaumont, I think, on the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. So, I'm to re- re- rearrange that,
1: as we'll probably go on to mention later on in the podcast uh, in a bit more depth, uh, Connor, you are also part of the league committee. So, I mean, was there ever, yeah. did you was there any ever any doubt in a full season?
3: I mean, myself personally, I was just kind of hopeful, but I mean, I didn't really think it was going to happen at one point, not from any committee point of view, just from where we sort of were in the country in January, you know. Nothing was going on, so it seemed pretty unlikely that you know in two or three months' time we'd be playing cricket, let alone you know doing anything else. It seemed to drag on this time. Um, I think the sort of executive officers of the committee did a great job. There was a few of them that met you know more regularly than the rest of us and, and sort of sprung us into action when the roadmap was announced and then uh, everything sort of moved quite quickly. You know I was arranging friendlies um, with some of the clubs around here. I spoke to Werfield, um, to their second team captain, and he was, you know, we'll pencil the dates and we'll pencil the dates in. And in the back of my mind, I was sort of like, yeah, is there any point, you know, I kind of was sort of pessimistic for some reason, but it's all worked out, you know, and it's all sort of been scripted for cricket. You know, we, we've got one weekend, maybe two uh, friendlies without being able to have a drink outside after, but it's kind of couldn't have been done any better in terms of the dates. So now I'm really looking forward to it. Mm.
1: And another thing that's been strange is obviously there's been a lack of preseason nets, and I don't know if it's made the off season feel like it's gone quicker or not. But do you think that that'll have a massive impact on uh, how teams will go on in the first few weeks? I hope. I, I hope. So. I hope
3: there'll be some entertainment come from it. To be honest, I mean, Josh, not sure. it it been
2: a, a lack of nets. I think a lot of clubs have been netting quite quite a lot, mm. possibly more than they should have been. Mm. Um, obviously, I'm not talking about Henry, but. Um, I know, I know there'll be nets going on for some time with some clubs. And, uh, good luck to them, I say. You know, get as much practice as you can.
1: Sounds like fighting talk. That just like yeah, bring it on. I'll take you on.
2: No, net,
4: Nets, um, for, for me, for me, Winter Nets, I'm one of those people that uh, gets next to no use out of them. I'm one of the ones that stands out the back in the <coughs> indoor Nets. Looks like they're about to bowl, never bowls, um, probably because I shouldn't bowl. And uh, <laughs> if I bowl in a game of cricket, my God, we're in bad times. Um, but yeah, it's it's been strange not to have that um, bit of a link up over the winter, that's for sure. I know we couldn't anyway with the pandemic thing going on, but just not seeing people for quite a long time and... But now we've been able to actually get out a net in the last week and a half or so. It's been really good. Everybody seems to be really buzzing for it. There's definitely a lot of people that are just desperate to do something. So hopefully cricket will benefit from that because uh, hopefully there'll be good numbers for all the clubs and uh, we'll hopefully have a good, good long season. Yeah,
1: uh, right. I think it's time that we get ourselves into it and we move ourselves onto the main part of the show. So here we go. It's the 2021 Shropshire County Cricket League Division 2 pre-season preview. So it's that time of year again, and we're now going to go through every side in the Shropshire County Cricket League Division 2, reviewing their off-season work, their successes in previous years, and predicting what we think they might do in 2021, plus much more before we end with the much-loved Harrison's hierarchy. So let's get ourselves started. So in Division 2 this year, we've got charmarsh 1st-11, Ellesmere 1st-11, Forton 1st-11, Knocking and Kinley 1st-11. Lillishaw, first 11, Ludlow, second 11, Monty, first 11, Oswestry, second 11, Sentinel, second 11, Shelton, second 11, Schiffnort, third 11, and St George's, second 11. So before we go on to break down each and every side, our general thoughts, guys, on the makeup of the league this
4: year? I think it'll be really competitive. Um, I think there's a couple of teams that stand out for me. Um, If I was to name them, I'd probably say the likes of Chelmarsh, Lillishaw and uh, who was it it was uh, Sentinel that ran away with the uh, league on the um, Shrewsbury side of things wasn't it yeah I think I can see them three um, definitely fighting it out for the top honours but other than that I think every other team it will be a case of how strong they are that week Um, Mm. I think it should be some really competitive cricket
2: which is is good I agree with Matt I, I don't think there's any standout definitely going to win it this year I think there's three, four maybe five teams that could could be in the mix, definitely. It's going to be a good division this, good division.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think from our point of view, you know, at Chelmarsh, we were new in the league last year and we've only seen half of the teams and half of the grounds and I'm really looking forward to sort of the full structure going ahead and I think, like everyone else has said, it's going to be really competitive. There'll be some really good cricket play. Mm.
1: Yeah, like we've all said, I think it's going to be one of the divisions to look out for this year because, you know, as you've said, it could go any way and it's going to be a really good battle at the top. So, We'll get ourselves started and we'll look at our first two sides. So the first two up are Chelmarsh and Ellesmere. So... Chalmarsh in 2018 finished third in Division 3, then in 2019 finished first in Division 4. They then got themselves a nice little double promotion from the league committee and in 2020 finished second out of sixth in the East and South Division. Ellesmere, on the other hand, in 2018 finished first in Division 1, but unfortunately in 2019 didn't have the best of seasons finishing bottom and then found themselves relegated and last year in the Shrewsbury West Division 2, finished third out of six. So, before we go on to Ellesmere, why not start with Chelmarsh? So, Connor, your thoughts on everything that's been going on at Chelmarsh over the last few years and uh, what your thoughts on Chelmarsh moving into the 2021 season?
3: Right, so as you said, the, the double promotion was spoken about. Um, I think it may have been spoken about on a few platforms, <laughs> maybe the podcast and some others, but... Um, as you said in the earlier in the podcast, I am on the league committee. And um, to clear it up, well, I've got the opportunity. I was not at the time, <laughs> so we can move on. <laughs> I think the last the, the last few years have been really good. Um, there's been a lot of progress at the club. Um, we've had a second eleven last year for the first time. Uh, the club was founded in 1902. We think around about. Last year was the first time um, we fielded a second eleven, albeit in the, the shortened season. So, you know, for the club as a whole, that's a real positive this year. For the first team, same sort of team as last year, really. I think we had a good battle with Lillishall for the for the group last year. Uh, they beat us at our place. We beat them at their place. Uh, two good games. Uh, the team chasing one both times. So, and that's the first game of the year uh, this year. So that'll be interesting to see how those teams have. Uh, of, of wintered shall we say but yeah i mean we're just looking forward to the challenge as a, as i've said previously you know there's some really nice grounds some big sort of Birmingham league or Shropshire Prem grounds to play at, mm. which for us a few years ago was, was something we didn't get to do so mm. that's a buzzing about that um you know we traveled to st george's to play max guys and the like you know those grounds for us something that we haven't had up until now so it's sort of Making the the game enjoyable for all of us,
1: really. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I will ask you, uh, because I mean, it, I don't think a, an off season goes by without your name being mentioned along with various other sides. Is your long term future at Chelmarsh? Is that where you see it going? Is there any reason why you would, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's a bit of a dodgy leading question. Saying would you ever leave, But I mean, <laughs> um, is is there any reason why you wouldn't play for
3: Chelmarsh? Um. In terms of my long-term future, I mean I don't
4: know was that hesitation or
3: it was hesitation in terms of what the hell do I say to that. Uh from St.
2: George's pain Matt.
3: I suppose long-term future is difficult to talk about. I mean, I'm not one for, for looking at that in any aspect of my life, really. Um it was cliche and, and living for for the present moment and, and just enjoying enjoying it really I mean I had a couple of years out of the game um sort of four or five years ago uh sort of lost lost the joy for playing at a higher level and the enjoyment went out of it for me and I kind of got talked into to coming and having a game and it's gone from there really so um i did I did nearly leave a couple of years ago actually um and all the lads were kind of really supportive and understood why and it was it was my own last minute decision not to uh, in the end, and instead kind of took on the, the captaincy and and sort of ran with it. And I'm enjoying that at the moment. I I, I don't know any so,
2: more. Long term, very much a club on the up at the moment, which is great to see. Do you do you have a sort of a roadmap of the next few years? Are you looking it's to? It's not
3: something we've ever really you know put down on paper as such. Um, it's quite a unique environment in, in that we've got people from all walks of life. And I guess you get that at sports clubs, don't you, everywhere? But especially here, I've found people come from other clubs that maybe haven't enjoyed it so much, perhaps bigger clubs. And we all kind of bond on, on and off the pitch, you know, and this winter's been tough. Like Matt said, we haven't been able to link up the people socially and stuff like that. But that's a big part of the club. Um and I think it's just grown from that, you know, mates of mates who have come and It's sort of grown exponentially that way. There's no real sort of plan in place as such. So
1: looking from the outside in, Matt, what do you think would be a good season for Chelmarsh and what
4: would you say would be a bad season for Chelmarsh? I think they've got to be looking for top three. I mean, you know, you always hear lots of people saying, oh, one-man team, Chelmarsh, it's all about Connor. To be fair, that's a bit disrespectful to them because they have got some really good players as well. Um, I've, I've tried to make a note of a few players' names because I'm terrible with names. But um, is it the keeper, Charlie? Charlie, keeper yeah. One? Charlie is clearly, clearly a good player. Um, Elliot as well who opened the bowling. You know, there's some really good cricketers there, and you can tell with what Connor was saying they are a tight group. You know, as soon as they're off the pitch, you're straight over to the bar having a drink, all together, all staying. Um, you can tell it's just a really good spirit at the club. I think you know they've got to be looking for top three. They've got good individuals, but then by no means are they just a one-man team. They've got quite a few good players. So, I think they've got to go for top three. Um, Yeah, and then, well, who knows? Maybe Div One Beckons, and then, uh, yeah. Then Connor doesn't have to think about leaving so much then, does he? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Great. So, moving, (laughs) (laughs) moving on to our next team, Ellesmere team, as we mentioned, recently played in Division One. I mean... I would, you'd expect these to be up there, I would say, Joss.
2: Yeah, I, I hope so, because they, they've had a couple of bad seasons, obviously they got relegated. I've not played against Ellsmeyer for a few years now, but they certainly used to be very heavily reliant on, is it Johnny Mitchell, the, the big hitting mm. opener, who seems to score a large percentage of their runs? I may be wrong, you know, they may have others, but um, I, I mean, Matt and Connor know better than I do, I'm sure. But um, and is it Ashley Thomas the Bowler?
1: Just, just, yeah, Ashley Thomas. Yeah, I
2: yeah. think well, he he's he's quality as well. But mm. from my memory of we which says a few years ago that they they sort of rely quite heavily on three or four players. But I hope I'm wrong, and I hope they prove me wrong, and I hope they, they have a good season. But um, I fear they may be on a bit of a slippery slope.
1: Mm, a team of big hitters. When yeah, they,
2: yeah, very much so.
1: When they yeah. came into Div One, they just they just te- they started from ball one and tried to I mean, carry Johnny on. Johnny
2: Mitchell just... class. Don't get me wrong; he's absolute mm. class. You know.
4: Mm. I know very little about Elsme. I've never played them um, and unfortunately from, as I'm uh, from uh, the black country uh, Elsme wasn't a place I'd even heard of it until I uh, moved over to Telford so uh, unfortunately guys I have zero input <laughs> <laughs> i tell you that
2: back then about Matt and I
4: more than uh, more I was than... going to say Josh you know a lot more than me about Ellesmere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think if I was to, to try and top that no I'm um, nah, not really I don't have any real knowledge of them either you know mm. other than sort of Looking at the stats from last year, there's a few guys that have, have got sort of 150 plus runs. So, mm. you know, they were competitive, and we'll just have to see. We have never played them either, so yeah. it's one of the places I'm looking forward to going.
1: Yeah, it's always it's always a nice, yeah. it's an interesting ground to go to. It's very much it's quite a small ground, isn't it? And you've got the you've got like a little pond on the left hand side, isn't it? And then you've got like a train track on the oh, right. Canal, canal, canal. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: Small but, grounds are fine.
1: Small, small little ground, and it's uh, no, they're they're, they're, a good, they're a good group and uh, they play the game hard as well. And yeah, I mean, you got Jack Cocaine, um, who did well last year with the bat, and yeah, like we said, Ashley Thomas with the ball is a fantastic bowler. And if he can fire along with Johnny Mitchell and, and other players, I mean, like what that is it
2: called, Kira, Kieran Barry or Kieran Barry?
1: Yeah, Kieran Barry, yeah, yeah,
2: he's a good bat as well. Mm.
1: I mean, if you he, know, he
2: showed, he showed for midweek with Johnny Mitchell, the two of them, he's just. As you say, from ball one, see ball, hit ball. Mm. One of them would come off generally, so that worked for them. It was a winning formula.
1: Yeah, I think they've got a very good side and obviously they've proven before that they can do it by winning it in 2018. It's just whether obviously they can pick themselves up from, it's a bit hard to say, you know, uh, you can be the best team in the league and then you get a relegation and it kind of changed your mindset a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see if they can bounce back. And uh, we're, I think we're quite, I'd like to say we're quite friendly with Elsme on this podcast. So it'd be quite nice to see how they do this year. Anyway, moving on to the next side and we've got Forton, and we've got Nockin and Kinnerly. So... Forton, well in 2018 finished in seventh place and then 2019 finished in the fifth and then last season finished fifth in East and South Division Two. Another side who used to be in Division One not too long ago and the other side, uh, knocking who were in th- who finished third in Division One in 2018, then finished 10th in 2019 and then finished sixth out of sixth in the John Reese Division One last season and Knocking Joss asked to be relegated and couldn't have taken their place in division one and they've come down into division two. They've lost one player, which has been Lloyd Edwards, who's gone to Sentinel. And yeah, what are our general thoughts on that, guys?
2: Yeah, it's a shame. Um, Jamie Birch couldn't join us tonight because I'd really like to, to get some sort of inside information if you like on what's going on at Knockin, because you know we've spoken about him quite a lot on the podcast previously. They're a wonderful club, really healthy club, as far as I'm concerned. You know, four teams in, in a village that size, you, you can't knock yeah. that. It's great. Um, I always enjoy playing against them. It's always a road there. I tend to get runs, which helps. But they've asked to be relegated. It's just, just strange to me. And they haven't had a huge exodus of players that I'm aware of. So it's not as if they're sort of like, can we go down and play a lowest tank because we want to bring our kids to? To me, yeah, that's what I like to ask Jamie, but unfortunately, he's not with us, so it's a shame. But um yeah, I'll be following their progress with with interest this season. See how they go on.
1: So, Connor, obviously, you're on the committee. What generally went down in regards to this? Was there much of a I mean, much debate it, as to what would happen
3: when it filtered through? I don't. I, Either I don't know the reason or I wasn't made aware of, of the reason why they wanted to be relegated. Um, when when we came to make the decision, it was kind of a unanimous one in that, you know, for participation and, and cricket in general, there's obviously a, a reason why they wanted that. So to sort of dig our heels in and say no was for no real reason, would have just seemed, you know, the wrong thing to do. So we just sort of said, yeah, we'll, we'll move forward with it and decide you know that was kind of the, the easy part. So we'll see how they do in 2.
1: Matt, general thoughts on uh, knocking coming down from Division One.
4: Yeah, I mean it's a strange one. Um, like Josh said, if there'd been a mass exodus of players, then maybe you could understand it a bit more. Like, right? so it would have been good if we could have got Jamie on tonight just to mm. find out a little bit more about it. I'm sure there'll be the reasons. There must be reasons because uh, you wouldn't just ask to be the relegated from Div One, would you? Um, Coon kind of have benefited from that, so they'll be quite happy. They, I oh know, they've had an influx of players, haven't they? So um, yeah, it'll just be interesting if they haven't had a mass exodus. Then in theory, knocking should be pretty competitive. Like Josh, like playing there, played there a couple of times. It is an absolute road. Um Connor, if you haven't played there yet, you'll you'll like it there. It's oh, uh, a yeah, good, good place to play. I, I, I like have, some.
3: but not since I was maybe twelve. So. So.
4: Yeah, like Josh said, last time we played there, they were telling us all. About a really strong uh, junior setup, just how many kids are getting up there. And so, yeah, just a bit of a shock to see them want to drop down a division.
1: Mm. Yeah, like you've mentioned, it's one of my f- pub, if not one of my favourite away days. Really lovely, lovely ground, lovely location. The track's nine times out of 10, spot on. And yeah, and afterwards, the pub at the Royal Hill is not bad either. Many, an, <laughs> many an evening spent down there, and it just.
2: Yeah, 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 they've got, uh, yeah. And I think I heard Matt mention their youth setup as well. They've got brilliant youth setup as well. So to me, they're doing everything kids. right.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've got they've got lots and lots of kids who turn up to their sessions. They've got women's cricket going on. They've got four teams. You know, they've got two it on sounds, a Sunday.
4: It sounds like a club on the up, doesn't it? Rather than yeah. a, a club on the decline. So mm. absolutely, yeah.
1: I think you know it's it's. It's one of those, though, as well. There's always been rumblings over the last few years uh, that you know that they struggle to get players on a Saturday compared to a Sunday kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I wonder whether that, that's kind of come, come to a head now. But um, I guess, it, in a way, they've got a lot of youth players coming through, so it's possibly just a move down to eventually move back up again when they're, when they're stronger. But move ourselves back onto a team you guys uh, will have played against last season, unfortunately.
3: We had uh, two good games against Forton last year. Competitive games, yeah, a good group of lads. We played them last game of the season when it was it was bitterly cold, and I think we left them all um, sat around a sort of makeshift fire with some with some beers as the restrictions have come come back in. So I think they they're all playing in a good spirit for the right reasons. And now I'm looking forward to going back. I had a good battle with their uh, opening bowler, is it Matt Sayers? Matt
4: Sayers. is it go
2: Crystal out. play?
4: I, I, no, I don't I think, think it was just just, Matt. Yeah, I don't think Chris has played the last couple of seasons, or if he, he, he definitely played last year, he might have played the year before a bit. But yeah, I think he's had
2: he really struggled with his back, hasn't he? I think.
3: Yeah, yeah I had a good battle with Matt.
4: He got he got me out of their place. Um, it was, he, I enjoyed facing him. Good bowler. Very good bowler. Mm. Yeah, Matt, I, I can say Matt. Matt's a good bowler. We're the same. We had good games against um, Forton both times. Um, yes, yeah, so seems like a. a a Fairly small club, I'd say, but they seem very tight knit. Um, they got, um, I know you said a young lad playing, he looks like he could develop into something pretty decent. Was it maybe Joe Roberts? Is it? I think his dad's a coach, but yeah, I think he, he looked like he could be something decent in years mm-hmm. to come anyway. But as uh, Connor says, Matt, Matt's obviously a good bowler, um, still a very good bowler. Their skipper, Chris Hughes, as well, he's a good all round player. Um, but yeah, good bunch of lads. Um, I think they'll be in that. Rooker teams, um, like we will be, of depends what your availability is from week to week as to where you're going to finish, but yeah, they're a good bunch, and yeah, we've always had good games against them.
1: So, what do we think? Obviously, we've mentioned formative one side, but what do we think that their goal will be this year?
3: I think it's hard to say, really. I was surprised at their position last year, um, uh, from playing them, I suppose, in a small group, it's, it's hard to tell, isn't it? But what their aim will be, I, I couldn't really say. I might be wrong. They didn't strike me as a team
4: that would be potentially ready to go and push to get back into div one yet. I mean, no disrespect to but I felt like we played a few better teams in the league last year, um, than Forton. But you know, we'll see.
1: Nice. So we'll move ourselves on to our next teams and Lillishall and Ludlow second 11. So Lillishall in 2018 finished in fourth position and then they went and did exactly the same in 2019 uh, before finishing first in the East and South Division 2 and possibly... The first of our teams who we think might be in contention this year. They have brought in Marcus Clayton, who has come from Beacon Cricket Club. Ludlow, second eleven, on the other hand, finished ninth in the reserve division two in 2018, finished third in division three last season, and finished sixth out of sixth in the Eastern South Division Two. So a team who could possibly might find themselves at the other end of the table, potentially. So first things first, guys, what are our
3: thoughts? Uh Lillishall. so two really good games against them last year. I think they sort of rolled us at home and knocked the runs off quite easily and, and continued to win games. We recovered from that and, and won games. And we kind of had, had the rematch with them sort of in our mind towards the end of the season to sort of as a bit of a marker as to how we got on. You know, um it was new to us playing in in that league and having been beaten comprehensively, and then and then winning the rest of that games. It was kind of you know how will we get on the second time. But they're a really strong team. You know, a lot of good young players mixed with some sort of old heads, and I think they will challenge. Yeah, very much challenge for the for the league this year. Yeah, I'd agree. I think Lily
4: Shaw battered us both games. Um, and you're right, they have got that nice mix of experienced and young. Uh, they've got the two younger bowlers. The both well, Connors, I think, aren't they? Is it Connor Steele and Connor Keenan? The yeah, they team? both come charging in, don't
3: they? Yeah. The Colors, so, yeah. Um,
4: they have got a good mix. Again, they seem like a really tight unit. Um they're just a really strong eleven, I found. I you know, mm. I, I wouldn't say I'd go, you know, that's an absolute superstar, but all, none of them are weak either. It's mm. uh, I think they'll definitely be up there, let's put it that way
1: yeah you've got you're looking at the starts from last season. you've got four batsmen who've got over 175 runs in a truncated yeah. season, and Thomas Mackerel at uh, Macreel.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one- of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door.
1: I don't know. Ooh, that's that's gonna be McCreel, go. I reckon. M- McCreel, yeah. Thomas McCreel, Edward Keenan, Archie Davidson, Aidan Rook. And then yeah, like you said, with the ball, you've got five or four or five lads who've got nine or more wickets in Connor Keenan, Connor Steele, Ian Dawes, Stephen Bates, and James Williamson. So like you're saying, a good all round team and someone who you think we you'd you'd assume, Joss, would be up there this season.
2: Yeah, I think so. And as Matt said, if you've got a team of not necessarily superstars, but all can handle a battle ball, you're going to have enough, enough of them come off to to get a result, really, you know. Mm. And it's quite healthy, really, to not rely on one person or two people to score your runs or to mm-hmm. get your wickets. If you've got if you've got 11 that can do it, then great, happy days. Yeah, so, and- yeah go good club you're a lot. I like playing them, so... Yeah.
1: So, so moving on to the other team that we've mentioned, Ludlow second eleven, as we said, not such a great year for them last season, Matt.
4: No, I think they struggled. I was, t- was talking to their uh, captain at the end of last year, and they, they were saying a few people, quite, they quite a few players decided not to um, be available for that the shortened season, but they was expecting to have all of those back. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see them drastically improve this season. Mm. Um, yeah, again. Not not a bad person amongst them, so I can't really give you any controversy there at all. Um, they're a good boy. Um One of the few umpires that I seem to really get on with as well, Roger, for them, yeah. So uh, I haven't got a bad word to say about Roger. Um, but, yeah, it's, I, I reckon they'll do better than last year, whereas um, I think a few people probably think, oh, looking at how they did last year, they'll be propping up the table, but I think they'll probably surprise a few.
2: It's hard to tell with these big clubs, isn't it? I mean... No disrespect to the other teams, but you know, team with, is it four, four teams they've got? And the first one in the Prem, so, you know, if they get an overseas for the Prem, it can have a knock-on effect. Or If they sign a few players for the, for the first team, mm. it filters down to the other clubs, you know, so you, you know what you might get with them.
1: And They've got a wonderful net facility now, and their first 11 are being that's trained right. by former England cricketer Bill Athie, so that's obviously going to have a knock-on effect and may rub off on some of the second 11 players as well, so uh, what are we yeah. saying for Ludlow Second Eleven? Are we saying that they're going to be the dark horse of the division this year?
2: Well, I might have to revise my Harrison's hierarchy. Having, I think it was, um, in fact, apologies, Matt. I think it was Saint George's in Ludlow that I didn't place in the top ten. Um, <laughs> after I returned your after I returned your kit to you, that I soundtrack. know, I know, it's so rude, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> but partly because I don't know enough about those clubs, but it's easy to say. If a club does badly for two consecutive years, you just think they're on a decline. But, you know, if matches has got more availability this year, then, yeah, you know, they, they could turn a corner. They, they could surprise us all. And I hope they do. You know, I, I don't wish any club to to fail.
3: I tend to agree. And again, in the players they did have last year, you know, they had some good good young players. They've got another 12 months, you know, of growing, getting stronger or getting more experience or whatever. So you never know, really. I think there will be a massive unknown and it'll be quite interesting actually to see how they yeah, get on
4: a good young lad who opened the bowling against us last game, and let's face it, it, wasn't ideal conditions to have to play cricket in last game. But he still looked like a, a lad that was going to improve. Um, I think his name is Zach Zach White. So yeah, I think he'll uh, have a good season. Uh, like I say, another year older, year stronger. So I think he'll do quite well. And like I say, I think they'll do a little bit better than we're probably expecting them to do based on previous years.
1: It's definitely going to be interesting and definitely a side to look out for. So, moving on to our next couple of sides. Good friends of the podcast, Montgomery Cricket Club, Joss. They finished second in Division Two in 2018, then finished sixth in 2019 and finished fourth in the Shrewsbury West second division last year. And Oswestry second 11, a team who finished ninth in the Birmingham League at division two, second 11, and then finished first in division three last year, and then finished fifth out of six in the Shrewsbury West last year. Now, two sides here. Are, again, I kind of say we know struggled with availability for well different reasons obviously, obviously a lot of the Austria Street second 11 were playing first 11 cricket last year and uh, they couldn't get the same team that they got promoted with we here and monty using a rotational policy where they mixed the sides up and gave a lot of the youth players a bit of a go so general thoughts on them and then we'll start with you Jossa. what are your thoughts on monty
2: um Monty, to me, are a consistent team. Um, again, a club I really like. There's a sort of friendly rivalry between Monty and Aubrey because of that, probably because of that farming connection that we've got. And they've got some very, very good players. To be honest, I'm quite surprised they're, they're not no. still losing one, if you like. Um, you know, you've got Andy Barker, who's, who's a consistent run scorer. Aaron Ruffcock, who I think top-scored... Last year, he's quality. Quality all rounder, actually. He can turn the ball as well. Um, I know they lost John Griffith to us, but they've got they've got enough quality there still to to challenge. I think in Division Two, I think they'll have a good year.
1: Yeah, they're definitely going to be looking to Aaron Rothcock to be their start. Player this year and perform well this year, especially if they're gonna be wanting to move back up the divisions. Oswestry Second Eleven, as we mentioned, they well they finished first in Division Three last year, a very good side by all accounts and a very strong side, but were decimated with players like we've like I've already mentioned. So, and any general thoughts on Oswestry Second Eleven going into this year?
3: I think it's gonna depend a lot on their first team, uh, really. I mean, they could come out all guns blazing for awena you know. It's going to be one of them to wait and see, I think, because obviously they're, they're Birmingham League, so it's going to give a, a say, a proper crack, you know. They're going to have all their stronger players or signings or whatever happens back, which will only have a knock-on effect, you'd imagine. So I think that will be very strong.
4: Yeah, I mean, I've never played against Oswestry personally, but um, what Connor said is right, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day, they're wanting in the Birmingham League. So... If they've made some good signings and whatever else, then their teams are only going to benefit from that. So they could really be anything this year. Absolutely anything.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with what the guys said then. Basically, with, with these teams, especially got a, a team in the Birmingham League, it so much depends on what how they recruit at the top level. It has a knock-on effect all the way down, doesn't it? Because yeah, they, they might have three or four last-year first-team players playing in the second, which make a hell of a difference.
1: Mm. Yes, they've got some really good players as well. And it's going to be an interesting season to see how they how both sides do so. Right. So we move on to our next two sides and Sentinel second 11 side who finished second in the reserve division one in 2018 finished ninth in division two in 2019 and finished top of the division in 2020. This year has been West Division 2, that is. They've brought in Lloyd Edwards from Knockin and Johnny Evans from Acton Reynolds. The side itself has lost Callum Marsh to Kund and also Tom Matthews to All Scott Heath. The other side, another local side to me and New Joss, Shelton's second 11 in the last three seasons. They finished fifth in the reserve division two. They finished second behind Oswestry's second 11 in division three in 2019. And they finished second in the Shrewsbury West division two. They've brought in Jamie Martindale from Beacon and Dan Walker from Pontsbury, and they have lost Steve Griffiths, who has gone to Gillsfield and Landrinio So, Joss, I think we best start with you on this one. Thoughts on these two sides?
2: Well, I'd like to address the, the last point you made there Steve Griffiths going to uh, Gillsfield and Flandrinio. I was quite shocked by that, to be honest, because I know Steve is an absolute Shelton stalwart. I, I'm quite surprised by that move, to be honest. I, I don't know what the politics or geography or whatever is behind it, but good luck to him. Mm. Um, and I, I think Sentinel and Shelter are quite similar clubs. I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast. You know, they are both, both got teams in the Prem, got their seconds in Division 2, uh, both Shrewsbury-based. I, I watched Sentinel's seconds today, actually. they. I, I'm not... It was a bit of a mishmash of their team. I think they had some firsts, they had some thirds, they had some seconds. They, they were beaten by... By couldn't quite well by seven wickets. It was a good game though, but uh, I think they were missing some key players today. So I, I can't judge how I think their season will progress on today's performance. Um, I'll be keen to see their selection for their first and their seconds because I think it's been quite widely broadcast that they've lost a few players. They've gained a few as well. Johnny Evans. I hope he. I hope he. I hope it proves to be a good move for him. Mm. I'll be keen to see whether he gets in first or in the seconds. Lloyd Edwards from Lock and I don't know a lot about him, but um, keen to see where he goes as well and see how they get on. And ditto Shelton. You know they've they've recruited. They've got Jamie Martin. They've got Dan Walker, who hopefully will get in their firsts. But and if they do, then someone's coming down from their first, so make their second stronger. Yeah, I'll follow their their progress with interest this season.
1: I think with Shelton, you've got the, you've got a lot of players in that second eleven who used to play first 11 cricket in div one and did very well and i think that's one of the major bonuses for shelton and also their home grounds very much they make it their own don't they they've got kind of a bit of a fortress itself and like like you mentioned they've done quite a lot of recruitment in the first 11 over the last few years which is only going to make it make their second 11 stronger and yet again like you said we should, Sentinel big club a lot of strength in depth and it'll be very interesting to see how they kind of go this year with you know winning winning the regional group last year see if they're going to be up there what are our general thoughts guys
3: they're both going to be relatively strong you know they're both sort of big say big successful clubs Premier League clubs and I think they're only going to have a strong setup in their second team but then again it's kind of availability in their first and seconds that will determine what team comes rather than just you know you playing against the first team it's it's the availability in that team alone so maybe a few interesting sort of games but you have to wait and see really
4: yeah i mean um, sentinel don't, they absolutely walked the uh, half a season last year didn't they and the i think they did they win all 10 yeah yeah so as long as these ins and outs haven't had too much of an impact, then they, they're going to be stronger, I thought. Um, historically, because back in the days where we had the reserve divisions, we, um, we always used to have good games against Sentinel, always close. So we're quite like playing against Sentinel. Sentinel has always played uh, hard, but in the right way. Um, so looking forward to playing them again this year. Shelton just seemed like a club on the up, it, you know, it's, Absolutely. there's Absolutely. Lo- loads of positives about Shelton, the, the, you know, the, was it last year or the year before they, you know, got another team out, mm. all the teams seem to do really well, I think, did they, they all win the league or all get all, promoted or something? All three of that. them won the league, yeah.
2: they got know, a new clubhouse, new bar. New clubhouse,
4: yeah, it yeah. seems to be a really good, tight-knit family really field really out there as well, it, yeah. you know... A, so yeah, I, I think Shelton will do well, um, and I think well, I think they'll both do well. They'll definitely be uh, top four, I think. Those. Mm.
1: So who are we looking out at for as standout players then, Joss, for these two sides this year?
2: I think centre. will rely on Pete Esar, their skipper, quite heavily with the ball. Mm. Um, on today's performance, so I can't can't equate too much to today's performance, but Mark Lovelock. Looked very, very good with the bat. He scored 76-odd. Mm. If he's going to be a regular fixture in their seconds, he'll make a difference. But I, th- I think he'll probably be more first-team this year, given the um, comings and goings of the winter.
0: Mm.
2: If he's in the seconds, he'll make a big difference. Shelton, I don't really know enough about Shelton, I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, I, I I think they'll miss Steve Griffiths massively.
0: Because mm. he yes.
2: he's one of those... One of those bowls, it's been around forever. He just puts it line and length, every ball. You can't can't put him away. And you can't put a price on that, you know.
1: Mm. I mean, as well, you're looking at Shelt and 2nd-11 and obviously gaining someone like Jamie Martindale who can bat, bowl and keep could be invaluable for their season.
2: Hurley must have had a beer. Hurley <laughs> could have had more beers because... I, I, I'm going to tell our listeners this. His partner's left him. <laughs> He's now a single man.
1: Cheers. For
3: mate. The first
2: time ever, heard his relatives' partners. <laughs> <laughs> Hate the podcast that much. Yes. Always try
3: again next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: It has meant one thing. I'm 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 a lot fitter going into this year. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> we'll move ourselves onto the final two sides. And um, first of all, so we've got Schiffnell third eleven in 2018 finished third in division two then in 2019 finished seventh and last year finished fourth in east and south division two and last but not least st george's second 11 aside who finished third in the reserve division one in 2018 finished eighth in division two in 2019 and finished third in the east and south division two out of six so no major ins and outs on either side. Um, obviously, two very big Telford clubs here, and I think we might as well start with St George's,
4: Matt. Yeah, um, we're really looking forward to this year. It's um, we've, we've had a bit of a weird 18 months as a club. Um, we, we got relegated from the Prem, the ones did, and uh, we had a fair few players leave, some big players. New captain came in, Sam Morgan. He's done a great job at rebuilding. Tried to switch the feeling to more of a a club feel, rather than we felt we'd come a little bit you know, what's the words probably in our silos of teams mm. we weren't really mixing enough, trying to get a better feel of the club um, got a lot more people involved in things like the committee and I, and I think we're really starting to see the benefits, we've got a lot more players available, uh, first team is strengthened which means great news for me <laughs> as we know it all filters down through the team, so I feel like I'm going to have a stronger team this year which is going to be really good Everybody's buzzing for it. Um, yeah, we're yeah, we can't wait.
1: We can't wait. And uh, Shifnal third eleven. Connor, thoughts on them this year?
3: I mean, I don't want to repeat myself again, but I think obviously even more so with the third team. It's going to depend on on their other sides, but they're a good club, Shifnal, aren't they? They're always strong, whichever sides they put out. Um, really competitive last year. I think some of the league placements in the group last year kind of. Could have been switched around quite easily, you know. I don't Did they finish? Where did they finish? Did you say four? four. Yeah, four. four. They, they finished. Yeah, four. I mean, they, they seemed strong when we played them, you know, and, and they've got some good players. So it depends sort of where those players end up or where young players end up, but they're always going to have players coming through. Um, So there'll be a good. Good side, no
1: doubt. Yeah, so what are our thoughts for these two sides this year? Obviously, Matt, who are going to be your standout players? Who are the ones to watch out for at St George's this year?
4: I think um, we were talking uh, before we started recording about Naz. So uh, Naz Akhtari will be playing with us most of this year, I'm sure. Um, Naz is a match winner. He can change a game in no time. Um Got a, got a guy called Ryan Ball, he's started to move through the teams, he's gone thirds to twos, he ended up having a game in the ones at the end of last year, Ball's left arm horrible, as I would describe it, It's he's all arms and legs as he comes into the crease and then he just nibbles up, nibbles away or comes back in, um, if I can work on my keeping he might get a few wickets if I manage to stand up to him, but I'll probably let him down more times than that, not unfortunately. <laughs> um and then with the bat, we've got a young lad, Austin Rowley. I think he'll, I think, you know, he's, he's got another year, bigger, stronger. I think he'll, you know what it's like when you're a young lad trying to break through and then they struggle to get it off the square for a few seasons while they're just getting into Bikes cricket. But yeah, he, I think he's probably got a, good, a big season ahead of him. Mm. I think he'll get a lot of runs for us and we'll hopefully try and bring him on and hopefully he'll end up in the first team at some, t- uh, some point soon. So I want to finish top five, ideally. That's what I'm going for. So I'll be happy with fifth, but I know Josh has got us to go down. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what we do.
2: <laughs> You're never going to forgive me, are you, Matt? Oh, I, never I, I, do, no I really do hope you bring me on. I really do hope you bring me on. Please, do. Please do.
1: I mean, from all of our encounters with St George's second 11, it's, it's, it's always a hard place to go and play your cricket. And you always know that they'll bat all the way down to number 11 as well, Josh.
2: Absolutely. And, um, it's a big club St George's, and, and, and Matt's answered one of my questions, so I was going to ask how fluid the movement between first and seconds is, and, I, and I'm really pleased that you're saying that's, that's much better, because yeah. that's not unique to St George's, you know, it's the same at Oldbury, it's the same at every club has got more than one team, I'm sure. It's one of those, I
4: mean, don't get me wrong, I think we probably didn't have enough people that were capable of pushing. A few years ago either though in fairness but you know it's just healthier when you have got a few that are capable isn't it so you know keeps everybody on the
2: toes yeah Mm. so um i'm really pleased to hear that they're in that healthy state and i do i do generally wish you well i hope you do well (laughs) so so
1: Schiffnell third 11 what do we think would be a good season for them
4: i I, i'd say for chiffon that they're probably not likely to be Overly fussed on league position, are they? I think they'll have a good bunch of youngsters that they want to get a decent standard of cricket into and bring them on. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure they won't struggle because they've got they've got such quality at that club anyway. So, but as long as availability is all right, they should be fine. If it's not, they might struggle, but I'm sure they'll try and make it an environment where the younger guys can thrive rather than one where they'll, you know, suffer every week because nobody wants to be a youngster losing every week. And I'm sure they'll get
2: that balance. Mm. I think Matt's absolutely spot on. It's interesting they've got their seconds only one division above them as well, aren't they? So mm-hmm. it's, it's not a big... You, know, you get some clubs where you've got your first in Division 1 and their second in Division 5 or 6 or something. So mm. if you're flirting between first and seconds, there, it's a hell of a difference every week. Mm. But when it's from Div, div 1 to Div 2, it's, it's OK, it's a bit of a step, but nothing like Div 1 to Div 5, is it? So there mm. should be a lot of fluidity there.
1: Mm. I think, it, you know, Div 2 is one that, well, I mean, it's, it's getting to that point where you're seeing a lot um, the majority of second 11s. I mean, there are some in, in the Prem and there are some in Div 1, but it's starting to get to that point where you've got more of a mix. So like we have said, you know, there is that difference between the club's priority is the first 11, which, as we've mentioned, will we, we'll play a big impact on all the sides moving downwards so it's definitely definitely what's going to make this season really interesting in Division 2 and I think that's been some really great insight guys. Now I think it's time that we take this information and we put this together and we form ourselves a new Harrison's Hierarchy. Right, you know the drill it's back it's harrison's hierarchy it's the part of the show where we pick the top 10 teams as we sit at this point going into the 2021 Shropshire county cricket league season a reminder once again that this will change as the season goes on and just because you're in the bottom or the top doesn't mean you'll be bottom or the top of the hierarchy as the season goes on once again, this is just a bit of fun and just an opinion. But enough of that, let's get on with it. So, starting off with number 10. So, who have we got, guys?
2: So, for me, my number 10, and I, I, I must admit, this is very different to the uh, the top 10 I had a few weeks ago when we did this, and I have been quite influenced by Matt and Connor's thoughts on this division. But my number 10 is Ludlow.
3: I've got, I uh, say again, this is quite difficult to do. We were just saying before we were... Um, Doing this, that you know, it's very close this year. So, I've gone for I've gone for Fortin. I've gone for Ludlow. Okay, so
1: Ludlow it is. So, we've got Ludlow second 11 in at 10. So, in at nine. So, we'll start the other way around. Matt, who have you gone for?
4: I've I've put one of the biggest unknowns in the league because we're not quite sure why they're in div two. I've gone for knocking. Mm. I've gone for the assumption that they are weaker than
2: we might know, but mm. I could be completely wrong.
3: Again, none, an unknown to me, uh, Ellesmere.
2: I've gone for Oswestry. Oh,
3: so three
1: you big get clubs. And I'm going to have to pick one of the three clubs. <laughs> ah, okay, right. I don't know because I don't think either of these three will finish ninth, but um, I will go with. Mm, I reckon Aussie Street, in case their first 11 doesn't do too great, I'll say Aussie Street, And I'm sorry, Aussie Street, because I reckon you'll be higher than that. Anyway, move ourselves so on to the next one. We'll go in at eight.
2: I've gone for Lillishaw.
4: Connor. Knock And uh, one of my unknowns, I've gone for Ellesmere.
1: Ellesmere, So, once again... No decision to be made here, so I'm gonna plump for here. I reckon, like you said, I think we'll go knocking in at eight again. I'm just going off Matt's suggestion there that they may be a bit weaker than we than we think, but um, yeah, I, I'd expect them to be at the top end anyway as well this year. I think we hey, could, yeah, we at could at say this, point, this about every club. <laughs> at
2: this point, can we ask if the options for number seven, if one of us goes for Ludlow? One goes for Osler's gym, one goes for knocking. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you vote for?
4: All right, i have to so put two teams out in the league.
1: <laughs> so, coming in at seven, who are we going for, Connor?
3: I've gone
4: for St George's. I've gone for my favourite cricket club and pub, Monty. Ooh. And Joss?
2: I've gone for Schiffner, third Schiffnell
1: thirds, and I think I'll agree with you on this one, Joss. I reckon Schiffnall thirds, that'll be in seventh place. Okay, coming in at six.
4: I've uh, gone for Shelton.
1: Ooh, big shout. Joss?
2: I've gone for Forton.
1: And Connor? Uh, I've also gone for Shelton. Shelton, so Shelton is. Shelton finishing in at six. And, okay, moving
3: ourselves on to number five. I've gone a bit of a hedge bet on past years, Montgomery. I'm I'm hoping for St George's.
2: Uh, Matt, are you listening? I've gone for St George's. Hey, so oh, there we go. All,
4: all is forgiven, Jass. <laughs> 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 it, it, it was worth driving to Shrewsbury with your kids, after all. <laughs> There we go, St George's in
1: at five. Right, here we go, the top four. So, in at, in and fourth. And we'll start with Joss. I've gone for Shelton. Okay, obviously, because Shelton have already been taken, do you want to pick another side? No. (laughs) All right, (laughs) Connor.
3: (laughs) I think that the top was even tougher than the rest of it, but I've gone for Lillishaw in fourth. I've gone for Oswestry. Good shout.
1: So, Lillishall, in at fourth. Fantastic. In at 3 I've
4: gone for Chalmarsh. I've gone
1: for Chalmarsh. So, a bit of a procession here, Joss, but uh, what was your... Hey, incredibly,
2: you It's a full house. I've also got Chalmarsh.
1: Hey, <laughs> there we go. We've agreed on one. So,
2: Chalmarsh... Well, call, call you now on third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's it now. Anything below that's just a disaster.
1: Right, so we
3: enter into
1: our top two. So, just a reminder of what we've got so far. So we've got Ludlow second eleven, then Oswestry, then Knockin, then Shifnal, then Shelton, then St George's, then Llansawel, then Chelmarsh. So, teams still left in the draw. So we've got Ellesmere, we've got Forton, we've got Montgomery, and we have got Sentinel. So, who's coming in in second place, guys?
2: Uh, For me, I'm quite pleased that my top two are still unclaimed. Uh, I've gone for Monty. Second.
4: Um, My team in second would have been Lillyshaw, but out of those, I will go for Monty. And Connor?
3: Sentinel down, so Monty it is.
1: Monty it is, so Montgomery in at second. So... This leaves us down to our number one. Who do we think are going to be the top side going into 2021 and who are going to beat the team to beat? I think I may know who it might be. But anyway, let's go for it. Connor.
3: I'd guess that I was just having a great season in the ones and twos. Mm.
1: Ah, I think they'll have a good season, to be honest. Uh, Matt. Sentinel for me. Sentinel, second 11. And Joss.
2: Also going for Sentinel.
1: Fantastic. So there it is. There we have it. So that's our top 10. As we've said many times before, definitely going to be incorrect, but a good bit of fun anyway.
2: <laughs> and I do think the amount of time that Connor Matt and myself spent trying to compile this yes. order of priority shows how close this league is going to be. Mm. really does. Well, I think yeah, we've really mentioned
1: much. before, isn't it? Anyone anyone from 12 all the way up to what we were saying, fifth, it could be completely interchangeable. And then I think what we were saying is that we reckon that that top four is going to be the one, isn't it really? So here we go. Here's the top 10. So in 10th, we've got Ludlow, second, 11, then Oswestry, then Knocking, then Schiffnell, then St. George's, then Lillishall, then Chelmarsh in at third, second place, Montgomery and first. Our team to beat this year is Sentinel, second, 11. So Thank you very much, guys. A really interesting take and that should definitely get people talking. Let us know what you think about hierarchy. Send your hate mail into Joss Elliott at Google Mail. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that takes us to our final segment.
2: You can find me on Twitter or Instagram. You're welcome to put hate mail my way.
1: so the end of another great episode and well hopefully another great episode and yeah uh, it's been really great to have you guys on as always like we said you can find us on facebook twitter instagram spotify soundcloud and apple podcast or if you want to rate and review the podcast and leave us a nice favorable review that would be very nice and yeah, the season's coming up soon and new bat stickers and merch will also be coming out when i get time as we've mentioned many times before the cow corner golf day was postponed but we are looking to get that rearranged for another time. Anyway, all this leaves me to say is thank you very much guys for coming on. How how did you find it? Great.
4: Um, (laughs) 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 Now that we know that this all gets edited we could do that. Um, No, it was great. Good, not a uh, good bit of banter. Um Yeah, it's uh, like you say. I'm sure you know some of our views on where people are going to uh, finish in the season will have offended a few, but um it's all all in good fun, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's just it's nice to to, to get on and to, to talk about cricket and have something to look forward to. Like, like we've all said, you know, hopefully cricket benefits from from everyone wanting to get out and, and do something and mm. and make the most of this this year. Now, so you no, know, it's been great.
1: Yeah, and thank you very much, as always, Joss, for coming on.
2: Thanks, and great great to meet you two guys well. Meet you again, Matt, and uh, speak to you, Connor. Thanks for input, really appreciate it, guys. Hope you have a great season. And to you guys. Cheers, guys.
1: Yeah, and go well, everyone, in Division 2, and we'll be looking forward to seeing how it all pans out and looking forward to seeing you all have a great season. Anyway, it goes without saying, thank you very much, Matt.
3: Cheers.
1: Thank you very much, Connor. Cheers. And thank you very much for listening. This has been another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. Until next time, goodbye.